0: I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney Parks and Resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates 10 years of romance at Disney Destinations. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I'm speaking to Disney bride Grace Cuggets about her wedding at the Wedding Pavilion with a reception at Toledo. I thought you guys would be interested to hear how she chose these locations and how she planned everything and how it all turned out. So welcome, Grace.
1: Hi, thanks for having me. Thanks so
0: much for being on the show today. Let's start at the very beginning and talk about how you and your fiancé decided that you wanted to have your wedding at Disney.
1: So to be honest, there were quite literally no other options. We are from New Jersey and I never wanted that giant 300 person wedding in New Jersey. And we are just a Disney family. So there was really never any other options when it came to where I was getting married.
0: That's awesome. So then your friends and family were not surprised. How did they react?
1: No, they were not surprised at all. They were We were together for 10 years before we got married, so they were pretty like, you know, at the eight-year mark, like, when are we going to Disney kind of thing. Um, <laughs> so that everyone kind of knew what was happening.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Okay. So how many guests did you invite, and how many were able to make the trip?
1: We invited about 90, and we had 66.
0: Oh, that's great. Okay. Did you set up a room block for your guests?
1: We did. We had our value resort at Pop Century. And then we had both levels of Coronado rooms, so the standard and then at the tower.
0: Oh, okay. That must have been really convenient. How did you choose the day of the week and time of day for your event?
1: We chose a Sunday. I knew that I always wanted to do it at Christmas. My birthday is actually three days before our wedding date. So it was it was a big, giant celebration, basically. We chose a Sunday because I knew that I wanted to do kind of an all-weekend event. So we had our welcome party on Friday. Rehearsal on Saturday and then the wedding on Sunday so that everyone kind of had enough time to enjoy the parks, but also do all the wedding festivities.
0: That's great. How did you choose the Wedding Pavilion for your ceremony and Toledo for your reception?
1: So the Wedding Pavilion is actually a really funny story. The first time my fiance and I actually went to go visit the wedding pavilion, we walked in and Dom and Joe from Disney weddings were there. So I had kind of been going back and forth between the wedding pavilion or the boardwalk for the ceremony. And when I walked in and like saw them after I had watched that Christmas episode like a million times, I knew that that was like a sign that we should kind of go with that one. (gasps) And then how did you decide to have your reception at Toledo? We had eaten there at spring break for the first time, and I just, like, it was beautiful. The views are really awesome. You can see, you know, Tower of Terror, Blazer Beach, all that good stuff out from the deck area. And I originally, our original date, I was a Yacht and Beach Club reception bride. But after we canceled from COVID, I realized that Toledo was an option, and I just had to have it. It's just beautiful on its own.
0: That's wonderful. Were there any kinds of restrictions like at California Grill where you have to use specific menus?
1: Yes. So that's one of the really unique things about Toledo. They actually supply all the food themselves. So they have a completely different menu from the Disney catering team. And they also have the same alcohol options as the Dahlia Lounge.
0: Oh, that's cool. Were you able to customize the menus at all, like for people with dietary restrictions or remove things you didn't like?
1: Yes, for sure. So we did a combo of their pre-selected brunch menu and lunch menu. I kind of sent, you know, a half-half and same thing with cocktail hour, and they accommodated everything that I asked for. And then I did have one vegan friend, and they kind of came out with a cupcake for her and a couple other things. I think the cupcake was actually from Erin McKenna's. But yes, they were very accommodating.
0: That's wonderful. Did you use any outside vendors for your
1: event? We did outside floral and then we had Catherine Martell as they of coordinator. So she kind of put all of our stationery out on the table for us. And of course, steamed all the dresses that were shoved in my carry-on suitcase on the way from New Jersey.
0: <laughs> Who did you use for floral?
1: We used Greenery Productions.
0: And was that just personal floral or also decorating the reception venue?
1: Yeah, it was just personal floral. So just my bouquet the, for the bridesmaids and then the, the groom's and boutonnieres.
0: Did you decorate Toledo at all or did it not need anything?
1: So we just had menus on the table and then kind of to tie in with the, you know, beauty and the beast kind of look, uh, we had single rosebuds placed on the table, which were, you know, only $5 a piece. So we definitely saved a ton of money using Toledo because we didn't have to do, you know, drapery and lights and all that stuff. Uh, We kept the floral to a minimum because, you know, the space is amazing and everyone's looking out the window anyways. (laughs)
0: Now, how did you choose your officiant for the ceremony?
1: Honestly, it was who Dom and Joe used, and I just know he has a really good reputation. You know, just seeing him on TV and and all that stuff. It wasn't that deep, I guess. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I take it you had Reverend Kevin Knox. Yes, we did. Now, did you add any entertainment to your ceremony or reception?
1: We did not have any other t- entertainment other than the DJ for dancing at the reception. Our reception really was you know, 12 to three by the time everyone kind of sat down and, you know, got to their seat and all that. So with that kind of short amount of time, it wasn't, you know, the full five-hour reception. So we didn't feel like we needed anything else. And it, it worked out great. Where did
0: they set up the dancing at Toledo?
1: So when you walk into the main restaurant, it was set up right to the left. So they had removed, I think it was, you know, around five tables or so to make that little corner in between where they put the food and where the booth is right there.
0: I see. Okay, great. Do you have any menu items or cake flavors from your reception that you would recommend?
1: Yeah, like I said, we did a combo of brunch and lunch. So we had the fish was great. The sides, the rice, and the potatoes were really good. And the pancakes were really good as well. They brought an orange cream and fresh berries with the pancakes, but the pancakes were really good. Wow.
0: What flavors did you choose for your cake?
1: We had churro cake with churro filling. And then we did the ginger cake with lemon blueberry, which was my favorite. They were really great.
0: Oh, that's wonderful. Now, you added a lot of events to make a whole weekend out of your wedding. Can you tell me a little bit about them, starting with your welcome party in Italy Sola?
1: Yeah, so we didn't arrange for transportation for this because it was in the middle of the day. So it was a cocktail party from 3 to 5, and we did the Donald screen show menu from the pre-selected catering menu. We kept everything as is, and everything was great. The warm galactic space junk. Red pudding was really good and it was about 80 degrees out so everyone was enjoying the fact that there was ice cream outside and that comes with lemonade and all that and then we just did wine and beer to kind of save a little bit of money on the you know the full open bar with liquor which everyone was completely fine with
0: that's a good tip and how did you decide to do it in the afternoon rather than having a dessert party or you know during the fireworks was it just to kind of save that for the wedding day
1: yeah pretty much we wanted to save harmonious for the wedding night with you know the video and the photography and all that, and I also thought it would be really cool for guests to kind of be escorted from the front to the back of the park you know in the middle of the day with everyone and I feel like everyone kind of felt like they were v i p s in that process, but the views at in the daytime is cool too because you know you're walking around and everyone's like in the park, but you know. <laughs> you're having a private event. And the other reason why we did it from three to five is because Carlos's bachelor dinner was scheduled for Disney Springs that night. So we kind of made everything seamless. So all of the guys after the cocktail party kind of just took the Skyliner and went right over to Disney Springs for that.
0: Oh, that's great. Okay. And then for your rehearsal at Citrico's, can you talk a little bit about that? Because you were one of the first events that got to use it after they did the redesign.
1: Yeah, we had actually booked it before they even released the new pictures. So when they, you know, had the Mary Poppins overlay, I was super excited to see that it looked that good because it definitely needed an update. Um, but yeah, everything was fantastic there. The food was great. We did, you know, Disney catered menu. So I got to kind of customize that when I didn't get to customize as much of the Toledo menu, which was cool. We had rob, which was absolutely fantastic, but the space is beautiful on its own. And, you know, again, requires no decorations. Everything was beautiful.
0: Awesome. And then how did you choose the French Pavilion for your dessert party at Epcot?
1: My grandfather, who is no longer with us, his favorite restaurant was the France restaurant, and we always went there as a kid. So that was kind of an ode to him and like an ode to my childhood, I guess you could say. And of course, there's, you know, good views there as well. Did you have desserts there or a mix of appetizers and desserts? So we did not do any savory menu items. We did the traveling mini dessert menu and kind of swapped a couple of things. I think we took the rice dreams out and swapped them with the mango one from the animal kingdom menu. And then we took the onion marmalades out and we swapped them for zebra domes.
0: <laughs> did you add a ride mix in?
1: Yeah. So we had a ride mix in at Sorin.
0: Oh, that's great. Did you keep it a surprise for your guests?
1: We did. And kind of last minute, they decided that we weren't going to walk the main route. So we kind of went backstage and everyone had absolutely no idea what was going on. (laughs) Um, So that was cool because we were in the front of the line and everyone was asking what's going on. But I think that was something that they'll remember. I I know it sounds silly because it's just the back of buildings, but no one really gets to see that stuff. So when they do, they're like mind blown about what things actually look like.
0: (laughs) Exactly. So can you give my
1: listeners a timeline
0: of how the wedding day ran?
1: Yeah, for sure. So we did have the 930 ceremony. So wake up was at 3 a.m. Hair and makeup was knocking on the door around then. Me, myself, and bridesmaids stayed at Riviera. Carlos was over at Grand Floridian. We took, you know, getting ready pictures. And then the van came to pick the girls up at 745. And then we went over to the Grand Floridian and took outside pictures and pictures in the Enchanted Rose Lounge. So after we were done taking our pictures, uh, the carriage came to pick me up at 9.10, and then the ceremony was at 9.30. Right after that, cocktail hour was 10.30 to 11.30, which kind of went over because my dad had pre-recorded a video that they played on the television in Dahlia Lounge, and they had a little bit of technical issues getting it up there, so we were kind of staying in there for a little bit. But I would say by the time everything was said and done, it was probably closer to 12. And then the reception was 12 to 3. And everyone kind of had you know the chance to take a nap and get themselves together before the seven fifty pickup for the dessert party.
0: That's great. When you were planning, what were some of the most important aspects where you focused your attention or your budget?:
1: Definitely, photo and video, because um, those are the things that you get to keep when everything is said and done. We did not focus too much, like I said, on, you know, floral and decor because it just wasn't necessary. Um, but we definitely focused on experiences. Um, you know, between having the welcome party in the park and doing the fireworks and the ride mix in, I was definitely focused on giving the guests like something to remember. That's wonderful. We also did not do favors, which you know, with a destination wedding, we didn't want to be wasting money on like, you know, stuff that they have to put in the suitcase that they don't necessarily need or want. We had plenty of plenty of food at all of the events, so we didn't want to stick them with more desserts either.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. It's, it's when you're traveling, it is something else to bring back. Or like you say, you're totally over deserted at Disney anyway. <laughs> so yes, for sure. So out of all of this, what ended up being your favorite memory of your wedding day?
1: I was definitely most excited for the dessert party. When we got to Florida, um, we arrived on a Wednesday and the wedding was on Sunday. We were supposed to see Harmonious for the first time so that I wasn't you know, captured by the show and focused on taking pictures for the wedding. But we were so tired um, that we did not do that. So the wedding day was actually the first time that I had ever seen the show. So the anticipation was definitely real for that. And um, I think everyone had a great time. And I know that the people that regularly go to Disney that were in attendance, you know, they keep telling me like they're never going to have a view like that again. Um, so I think that was, you know, and the ride mixin' were the most special to me.
0: Got it. Now, did anything go wrong or just not turn out like you expected?
1: Slightly, yes. <laughs> so, we showed up to the reception to take some family photos in Toledo before the rest of the guests came in. And I realized that they were putting navy napkins on the table when they did not tell me that the napkins were navy. Um, I had either assumed they were going to be black or white, which was completely fine with my color scheme. But they were navy, so that kind of threw me off a bit. Catherine was able to kind of fold them other than menus. And don't get me wrong, they did not look horrible, but they were definitely not what I was expecting.
0: That is interesting because, yeah, black or white is standard at all the regular catered event locations. I guess the restaurant just wanted to do something different with Navy.
1: <laughs> yeah, so learn from me and, and don't expect the black or white if you're doing Toledo and, uh, you know, having a specific color scheme.
0: Okay, so then was there anything that seemed like a big deal beforehand and then it turned out not to be?
1: I think that I was stressed about making sure that all of the pictures that I wanted were on the list and just being on time to things because I know that we were a little late starting with, you know, the reception, a little late starting with the cocktail hour, but at the end of the day, you know, the pictures that I got were amazing even though we missed, you know, a couple of them um and everything turned out fine. Yeah, (laughs) I think that's it.
0: (laughs) Is there anything you would have done differently knowing what you know now?
1: Honestly, no. I think that in hindsight, everything turned out great. Even with the lack of communication with the whole branding process, they really know how to pull things together. And I have no complaints other than the napkins.
0: (laughs) Then do you have any tips or advice for future Disney couples?
1: Yes, as long as um, we're not dead set on using a ballroom. In us using Citricos and Toledo, we were definitely able to save a ton of money on decor. The spaces are great in themselves, and you don't have to, you know, rent the chairs and the tablecloths. So that was really cool. For both the welcome, like I said, and the rehearsal, um, we just did wine and beer. And then for the rehearsal, we added mimosas onto that. And I did not hear any complaints um, that we were not able to order martinis or anything like that in the middle of the day. Um, so that definitely um, saved us. And we did uh, bill on consumption for all of the events, which did end up saving us money. Um, for the the Dahlia Lounge for the reception, the bartender had told us that Michael Jordan was there um, a couple days prior and he had bought um some very expensive uh tequila bottles so he actually had those behind the bar and was able to kind of give us those um free of charge so that so that was really awesome and kind of saved us a little bit of money with people um having to buy shots because that's another thing that's unique about um Dahlia Lounge is I don't think that Disney catering, um, like, you know, the bars are able to sell shots, but you are at Dahlia Lounge. So that can kind of add up.
0: It sounds like you need to send Michael Jordan a thank you note.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I I will. (laughs) The other thing that I would say that we saved on was definitely um, decor for the wedding pavilion. You know, the space is beautiful and I I think, you know, it, it doesn't need to be overdone. Um, We just had an arrangement on the altar, and then I had gotten a welcome sign from Etsy, and they just put a tiny mickey at the bottom of the floor. We did splurge on the aisle runner, but that was something that was just not negotiable for me, the gold glitter one. Um, It just spoke pixie dust to me, and I I had to have that one. Got
0: it. Okay. Well, Grace, I think you've offered a ton of great tips and advice for anyone who's interested in getting married at Walt Disney World, especially if they're interested in using Toledo for the reception. And I appreciate your taking the time.
1: Thank you so much.
0: That's our show for today. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward, inviting you to join me again next week for another episode of the Disney Wedding Podcast. Past shows and tons of photos for each episode are available on my website, DisneyWeddingPodcast.com, or listen in your favorite podcast app, and for instant answers to all your Walt Disney World wedding questions, check out Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at fairytaleweddingsguide.com.